Welcome to DJ BFF! The Daniel Jason Best Friends Forever Podcast back in my living room. I'm joined by my better (laughs) half, Jason Williams. Yeah! And I'm joined by the BFF part of the podcast name. Daniel. Yep, it's all you. It's one Jason and one BFF. (laughs) How are you doing? Very emotional. Aww. Why? Family. Wait, did you think I was emotional because you were being nice to me? Yeah. Oh, no. It was the exact opposite. Damn it. (laughs) I'm I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing good, too. I'm very busy. I can tell. With all these sorts of things. Yep. Like, Brent Fair, and real-life job, and end games approaching. You might want to dial that sizzle back a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, real-life stuff, like, you know, paying bills, going to work, finding out how we're going to beat Thanos without (laughs) Ant-Man going up his ass and expanding into (laughs) Giant-Man. You know, the important things. (laughs) How is it going to be done? I thought it was just Captain Marvel was just going to beat everything. And then apparently I was wrong. Can you imagine fucking going back to (laughs) the early 1900s and it's like, cool, we're making such awesome advances in physics and medicine. I wonder what it's going to be like in 100 years. All right, so there's this thing. <laughs> called the internet <laughs> that has access to all knowledge that has ever existed and people use it to talk about a guy going up another guy's asshole and expanding and killing him <laughs> are they real no but people spend a lot of time talking about it anyway once again i want to repeat we have access to literally all information <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of all information i am starting to think that we're a no-go on fanime why because we haven't made hotel plans yes and we don't have our badges this is true we don't have a place to stay yeah this is also and i'm true. not sure you can get time off from work considering we're also doing comic-con in july I might be able to get time off from work. I am a little worried because I did just book the room for Comic-Con. Yeah. Which will put me behind on money for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before all of and that happens... we haven't happens, been thinking about if anime at all, so... <laughs> but even before fanime happens, Jason and I will be at the Southern California Renaissance Pleasure Fair in Irwindale, uh, Ca- California. I said California twice in the same sentence because... <laughs> I write super good. (laughs) That's where the 605 and the 210 meet. Jason will be dancing, rapping the maypole. Not a euphemism. I will be playing music and doing magic, not at the same time. I just got done with Kids Day, Jason. Oh, yeah. It was pretty shit. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about like my memory for Kids Day. (laughs) How much spit did you get on your hands? 
I stayed backstage the entire time. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is every Saturday and Sunday till May 19th. Uh, you can buy tickets in the episode description. And uh, we hope to see you there. Yeah, there's exciting events like jousting. Apparently a knight got hurt jousting the other day. So that's unfortunate. But he picked himself up like a man. Oh, that sounded sexist when I said it. Picked himself up like a medieval knight. But yeah, that actually happened apparently. Some guy, like, he was riding his horse. And he had to bail at the last second. Like some sort of medieval car chase. Which is insane. Just to show you the death-defying stunts that will be done at the Renaissance Renaissance Pleasure Fair. There's also uh, fucking dance shows. Music shows. Turkey legs. Turkey legs. Uh, street performers, Mooney and Brune. Yeah. And, uh, your favorite, uh, pair of Filipinos who are hopefully sponsored by Cactus Cooler eventually, (laughs) because I want Jason to get that tattoo. Uh, find us at the fair. Yeah. And I think that's everything I have that I can talk about. I have nothing else to plug, especially if anime isn't happening. And considering I put literally no thought into planning it, dude, do you just, <laughs> do you just want to drive up on Friday, maybe crash in someone's room like Saturday and Sunday, and then just drive home? Sure. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna text around and ask if anybody's okay with somebody crashing in their room for a night. <laughs> all right. Well. You heard it here, folks. We are maybe going to Fanime. If you have a room and don't and promise not to mug us while we're asleep, let me know. Yeah. We should get like an email or something for this podcast (laughs) or a Twitter account. Yeah, tweet Daniel. There you go. Okay, that's all I have to plug. Jason. Yeah? When Stan Lee passed away in November. Oh, God, I'm sad again. Damn it, Daniel. (laughs) Now I understand the beginning of this episode. (laughs) When Stan Lee passed away last November, I may have said that he could be a dick to work with. Oh, yeah. In fact, I did say that. (laughs) I said it into a microphone, recorded it, and then published it on the internet. Wow, or such great things as the theory of Ant-Man exploding in Thanos' ass are kept. Okay, but here's the thing. Stan Lee will always be better than Bob Kane. Because Stan Lee gave credit to Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, and the other creators who helped make those iconic characters. Is Bob Kane the guy who invented Batman? He didn't invent Batman. Bill Finger invented Batman. Bob Kane just put his fucking name on it. (laughs) Fuck you, Bob Kane! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right sorry i just get emotional so uh the reason i say stanley could be kind of a dick to work with was the fact that i think the early days of the marvel method were unfair to the artist working on it yeah uh basically stan would have a rough outline and it would be the artist's job to construct the panel panel by panel and then frame the action and basically make a cohesive story, and then Stan would add dialogue over it. Oh, uh, okay. 
Like after everything else was done? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so early days of the Marvel method was pretty awful. It was also the fact that creators would ask his permission to do things like, hey, we want to kill Gwen Stacy because I think it'll add some narrative depth to Peter Parker's journey. And Stan would say, do it. And then fans would hate it. And Stan would say on the record, I told them they shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's a good Stanley impression. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was that was my uh, uh, manager from Shakey's. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a lot like your Marvel manager impression. But here's the thing. <laughs> Stan Lee may have been a dick to work with occasionally. Keyword occasionally but we have to acknowledge that he is really really responsible for most of our childhoods yeah because fuck man he is at the center of the success of marvel yeah and it's amazing because look you're maybe in your 20s and you're freaking out because, well, you haven't, like, struck big yet. Mm-hmm. But Stan Lee was 40 when he made Spider-Man. Whoa, was he really? Yes. Oh, that's why he's so old in all of his cameos. Oh, yeah. But, so, <laughs> Stan Lee at 40 helped create an entire universe that means so much to millions of people. And can you imagine, like, after he first published the very first issue of the Fantastic Four in 50-odd years, uh, millions of people would see his heroes in big-budget movies that are beloved by adults, children, and everyone. Say what you will about the MCU and Marvel movies. They have exposed the public to a beautiful medium. And it sucks that he's gone. Yeah. Because if the news is correct, Stan's very last Marvel MCU cameo is in Endgame. Which is so soon. That's so sad. That is coming out on Friday. I have tickets. On Thursday, I am not proud of what I had to do to get those tickets. <laughs> you, We do what we have to. There's no shame. I mean, I, I didn't hear what you had to do for them. There might be some shame involved. But in the big picture, there's no shame. Well, I totally do not have a Jubilee costume in my closet right now. <laughs> But more importantly, we want to spend this episode talking about the Stan Lee cameos that mean the most to us. Yeah. Jason and I will be doing our top three. And it's it's crazy, man. It's going to be the end of an era. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do you want to go first or should I? Um, I'll go first. Gotcha. Um, what were mine? You should speak into the microphone. Okay, here they are. All right, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 
Um, okay, so my first favorite cameo is in Winter Soldier, uh, Captain America 2. Yeah, Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. Captain America 2, Back in the Habit. Yep. <laughs> Ca- or or Captain America 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I would have also accepted that subtitle. <laughs> or Captain America, The America Knight. The American Knight? Yeah. Oh, is that a ripoff of Dark Knight? Captain America 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> it's my favorite Marvel movie. Actually, Infinity War is pretty good. I think Winter Soldier might still be my favorite Marvel movie. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Infinity Wars was a big feat, but Winter Soldier felt like a more personal story, and it's more self-contained. And there's always that one movement moment in a lot of these superhero movies where the superhero has to like get their costume and do their cool dress-up scene. And so for Winter Soldier, they like mention that he has to go find his costume or whatever, and he just runs off, and we just we don't see him grab it. We just switched to the Captain America Museum, like World War II Museum of some sort, and we switched to a security guard played by Stan Lee, who says, oh shit, fuck, I'm so fucking fired. No! I'm paraphrasing. No, that's the actual line Stan Lee said in The Winter Soldier. They had to cut it. (laughs) because the russo brothers were like stan you need to calm the fuck down you don't understand i'm so fucked stan we're only allowed like one effort in this movie man we're gonna have to cut it (laughs) you know what you know what i really love about uh stan lee's cameos in captain america movies what so captain america was created by jack kirby and joe simon which we covered in our Shazam Captain Marvel video that you should totally listen to. But if I remember correctly, there was another hero called the Shield. Really? Because you know, Golden Age comics. Yeah. <laughs> and the Shield had been a character longer and I think more popular in the beginning, and his thing was he had a shield. Huh, that sounds and, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain America had the same shield design but a young plucky stan lee if i remember the story correctly he had the idea hey what if we make the shield like a circle and he throws it like a boomerang really it's to separate them from the shield yes (laughs) and nobody said stan lee that's kind of stupid that's not how shields work like the physics of it would make no sense or somebody did say that, and Stan Lee was like, it's comic books. Shut the hell up. <laughs> look, look, look. A million shields isn't cool. You know what's cool? What? A billion flying shields. <laughs> that kind of bounce off corners and around walls. Yep. That's exactly what he said in the 40s. We just played a, Way we, before the social network. We literally just played a sound clip of Stan Lee talking to himself. <laughs> that was it. We found archive footage. And I'm not going to lie, man. I love the Captain America trilogy because it's an actual trilogy. Like a self-completed, like, beginning, middle, end kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, it shows a full, complete arc of Captain America. Yeah. And that's awesome. It is awesome. But that's your number three? 
That's my number three. What's your number three? My number three is from Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Now, a lot of people do not like this movie, but I have terrible father issues (laughs) and abandonment issues. And I've had multiple father figures who also were pretty brutal, but very supportive. So I love this movie because it makes me cry like a a small child (laughs) who's been... Kicked in the face, lollipop stolen, Aww. but then given a ukulele. Oh, nice. And is famous on baby Instagram. So was that a happy ending? or? <laughs> What's important is that the Stan Lee cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 confirms a theory that has existed for as long as the Stan Lee cameo. Oh, right. Ever since, like, the second one or whatever. Stan Lee <laughs> is an agent of The Watchers. <laughs> Holy shit. I remember people joking about that, like, so long ago. <laughs> Holy fuck. I can't believe they actually did and it. not just that, mm-hmm. fucking James Gunn and Kevin Feige confirm it? <laughs> that Stan Lee is just the same guy in every movie? <laughs> That's... Awesome. That is awesome. And that's, I think, the best type of fan service. Hmm. In my opinion, that's the best type of fan service because, A, you give the fans something they want and have speculated about, and B, it makes the universe richer. Yeah, sometimes the fans want some, like, stupid bullshit. But in this, this kind of fan service is actually pretty cool. Like... And it makes sense in a way, and it's adorable, and it makes for a great Stan Lee cameo. And it's, sure, it doesn't 100% line up, because he says he was a federal postman, which might reference to Civil War, even though Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 came out technically in the timeline two years before Civil War. But don't think about it, Jason, it's comic books. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but I'm sure somebody complained about it, or else he wouldn't be bringing it up. <laughs> can watchers travel through time? Uh, I think they can observe everything in the universe pertain to their universe. Oh, okay. I'm kind of not 100% on the watchers. It's got to be some conflict explanation is all so I'm saying. I know, I know they're <laughs> extremely important. <laughs> And that uh, Uatu, who is like the main watcher the superheroes and villains interact with, hosts a hosted a series called What If. Wait, a watcher actually hosted a series? No, it's like a it was like a ongoing comic series. Hosted by a watcher? Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, what if fucking Spider Man fucking had a mullet and was." cool <laughs> it's so weird having a character host a series i'm just imagining him sitting in front of a fireplace being like yeah. reading a book looking up being like oh hey i didn't see you there but that's the <laughs> thing man that sort of craziness is in the mcu and when you think about it they i think just announced that they're doing what if on disney plus oh really so that goes full circle because holy shit the Stanley Watcher cameo <laughs> is somehow tied in with the MCU what ifs. Crazy. It's becoming so comic book like. 
That maybe that's a that's a crazy tangent because I haven't slept in a while. But you should do <laughs> number two. All right. So my number two is just plain silly. It's the one from the first Deadpool movie where uh, I was about to say Ryan Reynolds, but what I who I mean is Deadpool, the character. Has to go find Vanessa? That's his girlfriend's. Yes. Yeah, so he has to find her, and so he looks in a strip club, and we move to Stan Lee, who's like, give it up for Chastity, because he's the DJ, and it just comes so out of nowhere. It's just like, Stan Lee? What are you doing over there? <laughs> also, it's like, probably one of the scenes that I remember, because um, it's like the first scene, I think it's the first scene in Deadpool that actually shows like tits. And so I think that was one point where either you or somebody else told me, like, some kids stood up and left. And it was just like, really? At this point, it took you this far in the movie before you figured it out that it wasn't, like, kid appropriate? (laughs) (laughs) Now, to give them some credit, uh, Deadpool is a superhero film. (laughs) And parents misjudge that shit all the time it's why you should never show watership down to kids yeah because hey it's a cute movie about bunnies holy fuck no <laughs> we made a mistake but there's so many not child appropriate things earlier in that movie here's the thing man i totally get those parents because <laughs> uh my family brought me in to see the 40 year old virgin when I was a young child. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> All right. And then. it was right about the scene where Steve Carell is locked in a room with TVs, all, all of them playing hardcore porn, <laughs> that my family said, I think we should leave now. <laughs> okay. All right. I guess those, they get some credit now. Now that I know that you've got a story nearly identical. That's pretty funny. You know what's great about fucking Stan in these cameos, though? What? He's got perfect fucking comedic talent. Yeah, you're right. Like, he has the timing perfectly. Uh, it's, it's, it's great. He just rolls with, like, whatever they give him. It's, like, amazing. I don't know if he, like raps with them or if the writers are like we're gonna put you in a strip club you're gonna be a dj and he's just like sounds great however they do it it just turns out perfectly like every time <laughs> yeah and i think i think it's impressive where stan lee is the dj of a strip club is not even in the top three most memorable pieces of a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's just so natural. <laughs> All right, man. What's your number two? My number two is from objectively not a great movie. Spider-Man 3. Oh, yes. Damn straight. <laughs> yes. That movie might be awful, but if you watched it recently like I did, it's a lot of fun. It's got weird moments. It's it's fun. <laughs> like, if you put a gun to my head and told me, you gotta watch Spider-Man 3 for the rest of your life, or you gotta watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 for the rest of your life, 
uh, I would take the gun and blow my brains <laughs> out, but that's a tough I, one. I, I would think Spider-Man 3 is the better option. Interesting. Interesting. So the cameo is that uh, Peter Parker has just saved Gwen Stacy and he is getting the key to the city. And Stanley walks up to Tobey Maguire and says, you know, I guess one man can make a difference. Oh. Enough said. Oh, God, you're going to make me cry. And dude, like, <laughs> looking back now, holy shit, that's really fucking sad. I know. And I honestly, I couldn't figure out which Spider-Man Stanley cameo I wanted to put in this list. Because Spider-Man is Stanley's baby. It really is. That's like so Spider-Man uh, and Stanley. <laughs> honorable mentions for my number two for Spider-Man is the cameo in Enter the Enter the Spider into So runner-ups for my number two related to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. Move forward uh like a minute. Uh miles after the death of his universes, Spider-Man buys a Spider-Man suit from Stan Lee and he says sorry one size fits all and Miles says what if it doesn't fit oh it'll always fit just give it time oh that's a good one too <laughs> oh man and also <laughs> runner up is Spider-Man for PS4 again oh, this spoilers one if you haven't played it Jason I'm gonna spoil the cameo for you that's fine i i could deal with it also go ahead a minute if you want to skip this cameo but it's been like eight months dude you gotta fucking jump on <laughs> let's fucking buy a ps4 and play spider-man okay it's so, a good game from what i heard <laughs> peter and mary jane are talking in a diner they are they married in this game no okay. they actually broke up oh. months before you start the game Aww. And the relationship is kind of rocky, but they are trying to figure things out with crimes in the city. And that's when a bunch of police cars with sirens go passing by the restaurant they're in. And Peter goes, I gotta run. Ah, and damn it, Peter. As Mary Jane is leaving, a fry cook, who is Stan Lee, says, You know, I always loved you two together. You were always my favorites. Oh, really? Oh, that's a good one, too. God fucking damn it, man. Damn, they're all so good. <laughs> I'm just imagining Stan Lee talking about, like, his children, basically. His son and his daughter-in-law. It's just so adorable. Yeah. Oh. So, the that's my number two with, I guess two honorable mentions <laughs> so i'm already kind of saying fuck this format i guess <laughs> 2a 2b 2c <laughs> all right what is your number one stanley reference or uh, stanley cameo sorry so my number one stanley cameo is from a movie i'm actually not a huge fan of <laughs> um in general and that's avengers 2 age of ultron um I mean, it's not terrible. It's okay. It's just I think I came in with, like, way higher expectations. It's the sad... It's the sad sweatpants of the MCU. 
Like, yeah, I'll go back to it when I need to. But it kind of leaves me feeling, you know, kind of iffy and empty a little bit. <laughs> I just feel kind of lost. But a little bloated. Ah, uh, well, I need these pants, right? <laughs> I need exactly. these pants to understand this entire fucking interwoven wardrobe. <laughs> because despite sort of the bland villain that are these pants, there's a lot of important story material in these pants that are necessary to understand the wider universe. I can't believe I need to own a pair of Age of Ultron depression sweatpants to go with my golden glove with a bunch of rocks on it <laughs> it's the only way it'll be make any sense otherwise this golden glove is just weird so anyways there's a there's a scene in it where uh, i think tony it's tony stark yeah i think tony stark hosts this thing he hosts a party for captain america what's this, his birthday or something i think it was because they stopped hydra yeah so he hosted a party and he invited... It's really bad we don't know why they threw this party. God, it's just a bland movie. But this is actually one of my favorite scenes. Because he invites a whole bunch of, like, old war veterans. Um, and you could imagine them as, like, Captain America's old war buddies. And as this guy who's, like, lost in time, these are the people that Captain America would, like, relate the most to. And it's these old veterans with, like, Air Force hats and stuff. And Stan Lee is one of them. And Thor just, like, they're talking about their drinks. And Thor takes out, like, some flask. And somebody asks for some. And Thor talks about how, like, oh, no, this is the wine of whatever. It was, um... It was in a cask for a thousand years. (laughs) It's too strong for any mortal. (laughs) And Stan Lee's just, like... It wasn't as tough as, like, the trenches of Vietnam or something like that. It was Normandy. Oh, yeah, Normandy. So, of course, World, it's World War II. World it's War Captain II. America. Oh, my fucking God, Jason. <laughs> I'm a Captain America fan. <laughs> it wasn't as tough as the beaches of Normandy. Give me some of that. Um, and then, like, flash forward to, like, Thor and somebody else, like, picking Stan Lee up and sort of carrying him. And Stan Lee's just like, Excelsior, all drunk. And it's great because it's a Stan Lee cameo where he actually says his kick-ass little catchphrase. Excelsior. These nuts. <laughs> and his other catchphrase. Excelsior. That was... That's that's what I was... It wasn't a trick question. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and it's got this cool little story material, like story importance to Captain America's character, like I said before, about him being able to relate to these old veterans. And it's like also Stanley's favorite cameo. Was it? Yeah, apparently he said that in an interview. Wow. That's <laughs> way more research than I put into my picks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I misquoted every single Spider Man cameo line from my number two but i just made a reference to vietnam instead of world war ii for the most important character to world war ii so that's good to know that i'm not the biggest failure in this room (laughs) that would be the jar jar binks doll watching us record this podcast right now yeah and we're not even making a joke like there's actually a jar jar binks doll just right 
over there. He's actually going to be my number one. Stanley had a secret cameo in uh, Star Wars Episode One, and they cut him and replaced all of his scenes with Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's my number one Stanley cameo. It's probably the. Actually, the Hawkeye scene might be my favorite scene in Age of Ultron with his family. But my second favorite one is that one with Captain America's cute little party right before Ultron comes out. And Ultron gives his cool speech before that villain is utterly ruined for the rest of the movie with a bunch of stupid quips and by not being any danger to the heroes at all. Uh, that ended on a negative note. But Sorry, there, I like the Stanley cameo. But there's no <laughs> strings on, on him, Jason. Get it? Because... It's, it's kind of a he's kind of a puppet, and Disney owns the rights to that song, so <laughs> so they're not allowed to do that. No, never mind. My number one Stanley cameo, in my opinion, is at its core. I think what made Stanley such a great creator. That cameo is Mallrats. Yeah. It's a good one. Kevin Smith and Stan Lee became very close friends because of this movie. To the point that during Comic-Con, Kevin Smith would get exclusive time to interview Stan just on his own and for certain events. And you could tell that Kevin Smith loves Stan like a father figure. Not just because of the content Stan made, but how it inspired so many people. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy. And it also shows that Stanley has a killer sense of humor. Yep. <laughs> it's like a funny scene and yet also very inspiring. So also cute. One of the main characters, Brody, has been dumped by his girlfriend because he's kind of a slacker <laughs> and he doesn't want to introduce her to his mom. Yeah, he's like a main character in a Kevin Smith movie. And <laughs> Stanley walks up to Brody and Brody, of course, loses his shit. Oh my God, you're Stan Lee. Because he's like a big comic book fan, right? Yes. <laughs> and Stan tells a story about how... You shouldn't care so much about comics because love is much more important. And how Stan had someone special, but he lost her because he cared so much more about his work. And once she was married, well, Stan had to put that pain and sorrow into his characters. Dr. Doom wears a suit of armor. Stan wore a suit of armor to shield himself from the pain of the outside world. The Incredible Hulk, a normal, brilliant scientist by day, a raging monster in just a split second. And Stan tells Brody, I'd give up everything just to spend one more day with her. No. And then you find out that 
Yeah, none of that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fuck, that's so good. That's amazing. <laughs> so great. Hey, he seems so sincere during his little speech. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So on top of, you know, on top of Mallrats being an awesome movie, I think the Stanley cameo pushes it over the edge. And I'm going to mention this, and you have if you have not seen Captain Marvel, just watch the movie and come back here. Because um, in Captain Marvel, it takes place during the 90s, and Stan Lee, as himself, for the first time in the MCU, <laughs> yeah, that's is crazy. reading a Mallrat script <laughs> on the train... Practicing saying Excelsior. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> it's like a crazy full circle cameo. Yeah, man. Like connecting to like near the beginning of his movie career. <laughs> Kevin Smith gave Stan Lee a cameo in his film. And 20 odd years later, Stan Lee gave Kevin Smith a cameo. <laughs> Fuck. That's crazy. <laughs> a cameo referencing another cameo. It's like a meta cameo. Look. Um, Endgame comes out Friday. Realistically, if you're lucky, you have tickets to see it Thursday night. I just want to ask something. Uh... It's really easy to be a dick. It's always going to be easier to be a dick. Because being a dick requires no extra energy. It doesn't require you to think about anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's difficult? Compassion. It's patience. It's realizing, hey, I could ruin someone's day right now. But I'm not going to. And... I don't need a reward because it's the right thing to do. So I am just a schmuck on the internet speaking into a microphone, the <laughs> same microphone where I accidentally, oh, well, I am just a schmuck on the internet speaking into a microphone uh, that months earlier called Stanley uh, kind of a dick to work with. <laughs> But I'm asking you, just let people enjoy Endgame. Don't post spoilers. Don't ruin it for people. Don't be cruel. Don't hate people who are enjoying it. And if you see people in costume, take their picture. Because that's awesome. They put time and effort into something they loved. And I think Stan would want us to stand up and say, if you love something, you need to protect it at all costs while also showing that this thing deserves love and attention and equality. And I, I don't even know if this qualifies as a political topic, but... 
I think... I think the best thing we can do is... Be a little more like Stan. Um, do you have a, Do you have anything you want to plug? Mm, I mean, after that glorious speech, I feel like anything I plug will be so trite. <laughs> now nah, I'm gonna go ahead and plug my plug my blog, <laughs> which I'm gonna start working on again. Uh, ThoughtCauldron.com. I'm going to start focusing on D&D 5th edition content and homebrew things related to that. Um, it'll probably be small updates because I'm super busy lately. Um, so my job picked up a bit and my weekends are being filled with fair. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm going to start updating with Sons and Dragons 5th edition stuff. Because Stan taught me it was okay to be a fan and a nerd. Man, that's still crazy. Who would have thought we'd have all these movies nowadays? Anyways, uh, you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at DHP Gastelum, G A S T E L U M, as in Mary. Stop by DHPGastelum.com. Mondays we update with podcasts. Wednesdays and Fridays with comics. And read Aria, a cyberpunk mystery, chapter three on Wednesdays and Fridays. Hey, do you, like, have a least favorite Stan Lee cameo? Uh, least favorite? It's probably one. I'd have to really think about it. I don't um, know. Do you have one? Does it involve the whole universe? Was it a hot, dense date? Like a sci-fi movie? That... Nearly 14 bill. We're doing the Big Bang Theory, okay? Shut the fuck up. God damn it. <laughs>